So we went through the the 2020, the the craziness that was 2020, Mm -hmm. and loads of people, including myself, lost their job. And then many people, I knew people that were still in 2021, they were still looking for a job. Mm -hmm. But the job market started opening up a lot more in 2021, like early 2021. And people started realizing like, oh, I have options. I'm miserable. And so we, we kind of like our jaws dropped when we read the stat, but 4.3 million Americans quit their jobs in December of 2021. Right. That's crazy. That's a pretty big jump. And I mean, absolutely. Like that had a lot to do with burnout. And yes, I'm sure it was, you know, dissatisfaction with jobs, but I'd be shocked if there were not other elements that were part of that. Yeah. You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness Podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch. Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness Podcast. We are going to tackle a topic today that I think a lot of people um, uh, are victims of, and that is the idea of burnout. And I think it's kind of a... It's more, I don't want to say general idea of burnout, you know, because I think we mostly associated with work-related burnout, but it can also be from other uh, issues going on in your life. Yeah, we're going to broad, start broad and come come into some options for you. We're going to kind of like talk about definitions, symptoms, um, and then possible remedies that can help you alleviate that. But before we do that, um, we are going to thank you guys for listening today. Um, We are uh, honing in on 400 episodes. That means we've been doing this for over seven years, and uh, we want to thank you all who have been there over the years and uh, giving us rating reviews and sharing the podcast with a friend and following us on Instagram at the ATF podcast. And oh, wait, you haven't done any of that stuff yet? Or maybe you've done some of it and not others. Well, now is the perfect time to do those things that I just listed, rating reviews, share the podcast, follow us on Instagram, um, because that helps us grow the podcast and reach more people, which is ultimately what we're trying to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that, guys, in advance. I know you guys are heading off to do that right now. Um, uh, also, we want to uh, thank everybody that's taking part in the pre-holiday ATF Fitness Challenge. Um, we will be telling you about week three challenges later in this week's podcast. Later in this podcast, I should yeah, say. Yeah, later in this episode. This episode. Thank Get you. Real specific. Thank you. All right. So now training recaps. How was your training for this past week? I came back strong this week. Mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm really proud of myself. Um, something that I have found when you have periods of time, whether because you're sick or your sleep is bad or life is crazy, is instead of like jumping in and like trying to go super intense and super long workouts, is simply focus on consistency. Mm-hmm. And even if that means shorter workouts, just just try to get like each day 
So this week, I actually got five training days in. Mm. Um, and if you count cleaning our house like a huh. mad woman on Saturday, that would be six. Uh, <laughs> or cooking, I guess. I don't even know. There was so much to happen. But yeah, it was a really good week. But I, I really focused on half-hour workouts. Yep. So previously, I'd been really trying to figure out how to stack workouts. But then I wasn't sleeping. And trying to squeeze longer workouts into less time, I don't know what I was thinking. Of course, I was going to fail. So now that is that is like what I'm I'm really focusing on is keeping and maintaining the consistency. And then kind of like what we've been talking about with the challenge, sneaking in little bits of movement, mm. even just stretching during the day. Um, I've been able to do some walks during the day because I've been walking to meetings um, and I've been getting out and moving around because I've just been, I've just been moving for work and that I could feel the difference, like doing that and right. being active kind of throughout. So those little things, just adding in, you know, some of the challenge workouts, if you did last week and you were working in your 20 push-ups each day, I opted to try and do them all in one time. I'm not going to lie. Um, but How'd it go? Uh, I have to do them assisted. Like, I yeah. cannot do a straight 20 push-up. I get to about eight regular push-ups, and I'm, like, my shoulder and my wrist start to hurt. Mm -hmm. And I know from getting back into a little bit of yoga this past week, I need to do more like wrist strengthening before mm -hmm. I can really knock out the the push-ups. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds like if you if you've not done a lot of push-ups before in your life, um you may go well, why do why do your wrists have to be strong? You'd be shocked at how much that wrist strength is crucial to everything else that happens in a push-up. I I will say not to cut off your training recap but or to, you know, interrupt it. That Go for it. Please, I would say please interrupt. One of the most common ailments that my clients kind of share with me is that they have wrist pain, frequent wrist pain. Yep. So doing things like a push-up is very challenging for mm -hmm. them. Um, I think it is a byproduct of, you know, working at a computer, working on a keyboard. Absolutely. That's really, uh, really caused that. Well, and the fact cause. that we... We're not doing anything to strengthen our wrists. Mm -hmm. So you sit there and you put repeated strain, and yet you're not strengthening the area that's experiencing the strain. And yes, they sound like you shouldn't you shouldn't strengthen if you've got strain, but I can't tell you how much I have nerve damage in one of my my arms actually have gone, I've gotten it diagnosed. I had the horrible test where they stick needles in your arm and shoot electric, like electricity through it. It's awful. I know that that's going to get worse during my life, but I'm going to do everything I can because I found strength is going to help mm -hmm. when you've got those, you know, whether it's nerve or joints or whatever strengthening your wrists. It's something yoga is actually amazing for mm -hmm. because you are doing a lot more on your wrists, like your on your palms. 
Um, and stretching. Like, when was the last time you actually stretched your wrists? I know you do it every day. I was going to say. But <laughs> most me, people, most people do not. And there's all that tension that's constantly, like, forming in, like, your your forearms. You stretch that out. And, my gosh, it feels so good. I'm just doing it right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. So that was something I noticed this week with my push-ups that I would not really connected before was, oh, gosh, like, I really need to work on my wrist strength. Yep. Well, that's good. I mean, that's a good indicator. I know we were talking about it last week about some modifications because, you know, that is a, a issue with people hinging the wrist like that, um, doing it on your knuckles or doing it on an elevated surface or something like that. So um, obviously you were a great case in point for that. Uh, my training recap, I would say I was not as... Um, Consistent? Consistent as you this week. I had a lot of uh, extra kind of like uh, computer work to do for work this week that cut into my uh, normal workout time. So I was uh, less consistent this week, but got some walk-ins, short Peloton. I uh, got one open mat in for jujitsu, which I think I was talking about I was going to start doing, um, you know, consistently do. Uh, so I would uh, basically, you know, kind of substitute it for my three times a week going down to once a week, essentially. Um, but yeah, so it was, um, it was, you know, a so-so week for me as, as far as uh, workouts go for me. But um, I'm ready to get back on the, uh, the train, like you said, uh, this week, uh, or probably much like you did this past week, I'm going to get on it um, to make sure that I can uh, get some uh, lots of day, lots of uh, good uh, workouts in to feel better and to hopefully um, head into the uh, first holiday. Well, not the first. I guess technically Thanksgiving would be the second holiday uh, of the holiday season. Consider, do we consider Halloween holiday no, season? No, I don't think so. Most people okay. don't. They right. think like holidays start. Some people think the holidays start with Thanksgiving. Okay. Well, well, I'd say we're heading into the first holiday. You know, I mean, we're I week we're three of the fitness it. challenge, yeah. of the pre-holiday fitness challenge. We're, we're in it, folks. Yeah, I'm going to have a good another, uh, a week three is going to be good for me. So I'm looking yeah. forward to it. And I'll report back to you next weekend. So let's go into the topic of today's episode, which is burnout. Um, like I mentioned earlier, um, basically we're going to give a good definition. We were doing our research for this week's podcast, and I think we found a really appropriate uh, definition for burnout. And we were mentioning it earlier. What do you? What was uh, the the definition for burnout? Was it a manifestation of chronic, unmitigated stress? Yeah, essentially, it's it's what happens when you ignore your stress till till it gets to a chronic point. Mm -hmm. And like I said, a lot of the research that we found uh, suggested uh, burnout mainly related to work-related stress. It's it's probably one of the most common associations. Yeah. When you hear someone say, oh, man, I'm so burnt out, you immediately think, oh, well, your job must suck. <laughs> like that's probably one of the top and I, top things. Yeah, and I think it's a very common now, uh, a very common topic because, yeah. I mean, only a few years ago we had some of, one of the biggest, I mean, basically, I guess people, they called it the great resignation. I mean, people in the yeah. United States were, were leaving jobs in like droves, essentially, were quitting their jobs. Yeah, I don't know if people remember, but so we went through the, the 2020, the, 
the craziness that was 2020. Mm-hmm. And loads of people, including myself, lost their job. And then many people, I knew people that were still in 21, 2021, they were still looking for a job. Mm-hmm. But the job market started opening up a lot more in 2021, like early 2021. And people started realizing, like, oh, I have options. Yeah. I'm miserable. And so we, we kind of, like, our jaws dropped when we read the stat. But 4.3 million Americans quit their jobs in December of 2021. Right. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a pretty big jump. And I mean... Absolutely. Like that had a lot to do with burnout. And yes, I'm sure it was, you know, dissatisfaction with jobs, but I'd be shocked if there were not other elements that were part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, like you said, I mean, I think through 2020, people kind of, what did we say? Pivot? It was a great pivot, pivot for most people that were with their jobs and their social structures and their life. It, you know. Yeah, it caused everybody to reprioritize right. or to prioritize for probably mm-hmm. one of the first times in a long time. Yeah, and companies and employers themselves, they they some didn't and while well, some did. And I think the ones that didn't, that's where you probably saw the biggest loss of employees because yeah. they kinda didn't they didn't pivot. Yeah. There, I think uh, there's there was many factors, but companies were just trying to stay in business, mm-hmm. and they probably sacrificed some uh, workforce things. Plus, everyone was trying to figure out some people could make virtual work, some people couldn't. Yeah. So it was, there's a lot, but right. that stat is staggering. Mm-hmm. So it. It definitely was a prime example of when you can experience, when we've experienced in our history, just massive burnout related exodus from workplaces. And I I think, like we said, the the burnout, I think the culmination or the 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 tangible uh, kind of result of burnout was Mm -hmm. maybe people quitting their jobs, but I think it was kind of a culmination of what was happening in the world, not just at their work, but in their, you know, yes. their lives that kind of <laughs> resulted in a quitting of their jobs being kind of the uh, ultimate result. But it was probably a combination of a lot of burnout or stress from other factors too. Yeah. And like in earlier surveys that year, they'd found that um, of those U S workers who were polled, more than half of them said they were feeling burnt out. Yeah. Um, so as a result of their job demands alone. Right. So that's pretty big so, indicator. I mean, I think another, I mean, talking about some of the, we've already talked about definitions and obviously our, our history with it uh, in the U.S. Now uh, talk about maybe some of the physical uh, results of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know from personal experience, whenever I felt very kind of chronic stress or stress over um, extended periods of time, um, obviously sleep is affected, not getting quality sleep, or waking up just dreading what I have to do that day, kind of that that feeling of dread. And I know this might be a weird one, but this is a common one that happens with me. And uh, sorry if it's TMI, but it's uh, we like to call it gastric distress. 
Yes. On this podcast. <laughs> um, so the toots and the runs. Yep, you know, that's what that, I call it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I call it. But uh, yeah, that actually really, uh, you know, it, it affects my, the stress affects literally my, my stomach and. Yeah, your digestion. Digestion and, and really uh, kind of uh, causes a lot of unwanted pain in several different areas. Yes. So, um, so what you're saying, what you're describing, just as a kind of scientific look at stress. You know, scientific look at toots and the runs? No. No, sorry. No. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> what it does to our bodies, it impacts our normal hormone levels. Mm. So our stress hormones like cortisol, adrenaline, epinephrine, um, norepinephrine, mm -hmm. all of those are are pushed into overdrive so your your body is going really intense and is constantly in that you know fight or flight response mode it's in kind of just non-stop creation of that so a lot of people because their hormones get so out of whack that's what causes a lot of the other, other systems in your body to kind of also f get out of whack it's another mm -hmm. reason sleep problems is such a big part of burnout when mm. you are not able to sleep well and partly as a result of not sleeping well you end up feeling just exhausted yeah. all the time and i know i had i've had i know i've experienced burnout probably twice at least in my life one was um probably well probably more but I can pinpoint two specific times. Um, once when I was in my 20s and like just relationships, work, everything was falling apart. And my adrenals, I had severe adrenal fatigue. Mm -hmm. And that is a very common thing that happens when you experience burnout. You just burn through all that all all that wonderful work that your adrenals are doing and you just yeah you're just stuck with completely drained adrenals um overworked adrenals i should say but yeah that's that was something that they didn't even recognize as a problem until like i think like the early 2000s right or like late 1990s um, but yeah, this, that throws so many of your systems off. Yeah. And I think, like you said, it kind of, a lot of these symptoms, um, I think kind of are reflected in when people describe things like depression or anxiety. Um, I think they kind of like what it's all, I don't know if it would be chicken or the egg or whatever. If burnout leads to depression or anxiety or anxiety leads to burnout, it's probably, I would say, probably uh, they're very kind of closely related, um, but they share a lot of similar symptoms um, according to some of the research that we uh, we found. Um, but I think one of the things with that are also is related between um, burnout and those those type of mental health issues is kind of the treatment for them. You know, not only they talk about, you know, talking to a medical professional or a, you know, a, a mental health professional, but um, how you can't like self-care your way out of it. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it all needs to come back to that uh, point. You have to figure out what's causing it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. instead of going to your doctor and saying, hey, I can't sleep, and they say, oh, okay, here's a pill or here's some medicine. Right. That's not going to fix things. You have to figure out why you're burnt out. Right. You know, and sometimes it is not that easy. Like that other occasion where I vividly remember being so burnt out, I was working a job that I felt no satisfaction or fulfillment in at all. And I was a new mom and I just felt so spread thin on all parts because you also were a new entrepreneur. You yeah. just started your business like the year before. And we, I mean, there were financial concerns. There was time concerns. Everything just felt like it was, it was weighing on me. And I had like a little mini breakdown mm -hmm. and I, I was so past burnout and that was, that was another time where until I stopped to say what in my life is, you know, I, I had a wonderful family. I had a job that was paying us money that was, you know, helping support us and, and being a parent, you know, it's supposed to be magical, right? You know, it's just... There's so much more to it. Mm -hmm. So there was probably never going to be like, there was never going to be enough baths or, you know, trips to get a manicure or yeah. like, you know, what you think of sometimes as self-care. Yeah. yeah. Like that could never do anything because it was, that was not actually addressing the pain points. Right. So a lot of what we found looking at, at um, recommendations, once you've identified those areas in your life that are really just too much, you have to be committed to making some changes. Now, maybe that is if you're working in a job you absolutely hate is it time to look for a new job or are there things you could change or ask to change at your job right. to give you more satisfaction or alleviate the stressors that are burning you out? Mm -hmm. So like taking on like saying, okay, well, I'm going to take my lunch break. I'm going to go for a walk. Like that's what I actually started to do yeah. during that that time when I was having my mini breakdowns, I was like, I have to get out and I have to go for a walk. And I need to just think about like what I can create in my life that can actually bring me joy. Because one of the things when you are burnt out, I think you can slip into kind of that depression. Right. It's a, it's, it's a slippery slope. Right. Agreed. Um, where things just don't bring you any joy anymore. Like, you know, you bounce back and forth. So really finding those, those good habits or changing the situation. The good news is that where we are right now 
employers don't want to lose their their employees because of burnout. Mm-hmm. They want to keep their employees. It's a different it's a different job market out there. They're now competing. A lot of companies are competing nationally for people. It's it's expensive to have new people come in. So if you ask, you can ask and just say, hey, this is the situation that's making me really miserable. Can we do this, this, or this to make it better? Yeah. Or if you know money is an issue, ask for a raise. Like say I'm I'm working twice as long for the same amount of money. Can I get a raise? Yes, these are these are things you might need to, you know, amp yourself up for and like really psych yourself up for. But it's also the same thing if you're in a relationship that's making you really unhappy right. or you're feeling really unsupported at home, talk to your partner. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, social support. That's so, so huge. Yep. And it goes like this was a lesson I think we've talked about. Like you can't, you need a village. Like your health in general, you need a village mm-hmm. for. But particularly when you're experiencing really – just all around burnout, you need to go to that social support. Talk to your partner, talk to your family, talk to your friends, talk to your employer. You need you need other people that can help you make the changes you need in your life. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of the, and I think it's changing, but um, especially in the American perspective is that, uh, you know, you don't need anybody's help. You can all, you can do it on your own, you know. Yeah. Uh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and get it done, which, I mean, I think maybe in certain situations may be appropriate, but not in all situations. It's definitely not appropriate when you are feeling burnt out. That, don't that think solution, that you can change it by yourself. Yeah, that solution of let me compartmentalize my feelings and emotions about this and just trudge forward to get through the the hellish tough moment that is really valuable in the short term mm. like you said but it is not how you address burnout yeah burnt that's that's the problem that probably caused the burnout because you never addressed the stress right ooh address the stress stress the put that, stress put that on a t-shirt so yeah, I think uh, I that was a, a great kind of a synopsis of, or just a little kind of breakdown of burnouts and what it is, what the symptoms are, and some possible remedies to it. Yeah, um, we know that this time of year, especially, mm-hmm. very common because the holidays sort of exacerbate. Yeah, almost trigger it too. Yeah, to you know, it's, certain, you're yeah. having trouble in your relationships. Let's squish you into a room with even more people and the people you're having mm-hmm. trouble with in your relationships. Don't have enough time to do things you enjoy. Let's cut your time in half and add 50 other things to your schedule. It's tough. Travel. You know? Yeah, travel, yeah. buying presents for people, things like that. Yeah, yeah worst so. fear of flying. Got to go visit your family. Go get on a plane. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely loaded. We get so, it. So hopefully this is kind of maybe a little... 
um, PSA, you know, for, for to see if, oh, maybe I'm, you know, kind of a little bit stressed out. Or you heading for heading, burnout? Heading towards burnout. And hopefully you can recognize it now. Like we said, maybe talk with your, your social structure to, uh, to alleviate some of that stress that's being, that's in your life right now. Yes. So one way to also alleviate stress, I'm a big believer of it, is exercise. Yeah. You know, if you are, do have enough energy, if you're getting enough sleep and you're feeling up for exercise, um, or better yet, maybe some fitness challenges. So we're going to go into week three of the pre-holiday ATF fitness challenge. Our strength component of the, of this week's fitness challenge is a culmination, almost a combination of week one and week two. Is this a compound move? Oh, it's a compound move. As it's we're, a compound of two. We're moves. basically taking, we're building on from the previous weeks. Mm-hmm. So just a just quick recap: the first week of mm-hmm. strength was a plank. That's right, forearm plank. Uh-huh. Then we had you go up onto your wrists and do twenty push-ups last week. Mm-hmm. Now. We're progressing it again, and we're we're building on. So you've got like a sequence now, right. um, and you are moving into a squat to push up. Oh, uh-huh. squat to push up. So squat, one of the best compound exercises you can do. Squat. Builds everything from core strength to hip mobility, knee mobility, ankle mobility, and of course leg strength. Um, so what you're going to do? You're going to squat. Before you come up out of your squat, you're going to put your hands on the ground, step back into the plank position, arm extended plank position, and perform one push-up. Then step your feet back outside your hands and stand all the way up. Squat to push-up. Okay? How many are we doing? We're going to do 15. Okay. Because, you know, it's a little bit more, I say, uh, labor intensive than the push-up. It is. So 15 of those. And like we said last week, you can break them up in as many sets you want throughout the day. 15 daily squat to push-ups um so three sets of five five in the morning five at lunch five in the evening whatever you want to do so, or knock them out all in one time is my my preference mm-hmm. uh so part two or i would say the uh stretching slash mobility component of week three. Oh, so important you gotta be nimble uh-huh is something that you thought of yes called thread the needle Yes, mm-hmm. this is a yoga uh, asana, so movement. Super asana. It is, yeah, it's super asana. It is one of my absolute favorites, and it is one of those that I love doing at the end of the day and the beginning of the day if I have time. Um, but especially at the end of the day, if you can do it, it's great because it's really getting into the back shoulder area um, and even like your neck. It's it's just magic. It hits all of those places where on me, I carry a lot of tension. So I, I am happy to say I am not burned out right now, mm-hmm. but tension definitely gathers in my shoulders. And this is what I go to is the thread the needle. So where this name comes from is you're going to start on all fours in a tabletop position. So your knees and your palms are flat on the ground. You're going to, if you follow like the yoga, you don't have to, you put one palm directly under your face. So you move it in a little bit 
and then you sweep the opposite arm open to whatever side of you're lifting your arm on, then you're going to, your arm is the needle in this equation. So you're gonna thread your arm under and through the one that's got the palm on the ground and you're going to drop onto very gently. You're going to drop down onto the back of your shoulder. That's reaching. Um, that's right. reaching. So mm -hmm. you're going to reach that arm. That's the the little hole of the needle. You eye, see, you, you get will. the picture. The eye of the needle. <laughs> Look at you knowing Old your needle, needle terminology. I don't know who knows the eye. I couldn't think of that. It's a common phrase. The eye you of the needle. Do you so in your spare time? I think it's in the Bible. Something about <laughs> okay. camel through the eye of a needle or something like that. Oh, okay. Anyways, keep going. But yeah, so you're going to rest on the back of that shoulder or like as close to the back of that shoulder as you can get. Twisting through the spine, your hips are going to stay even um, so that you can then rest the back of your arm that you've, that you've now laid on the ground and you can reach the opposite hand. You can let go um, off your palm and walk those fingers up to the top above your head and then press into the arm that's resting on the ground. So you're gonna press into the back and you're gonna try to twist a little bit deeper. This is a twist. This mm. is a wonderful twist where you've got the resistance of the ground that's going to, you're able to kind of press into and you're gonna try to uh, sort of open up through your chest a little bit. You're actually gonna try to to bring your chest towards that opposite side of the the room. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, it's magnificent when you yeah. do this. Hopefully uh, Shannon can take a, maybe I'll take a photo of you. I know. Put it up on Instagram. <laughs> when when I have like like people doing it, it's, it's a very easy thing to cue mm -hmm. when everybody's in it. And right. you just say, yes, and now you're going to reach through under... And you're going to rest the shoulder onto the mat and walk the fingers to the top. And then you can walk your top fingers down, put it right by your face, press your palm into the mat, and then you unwind yourself, unthreading that needle. Mm -hmm. And it is spend, I would say, do this twice on each side and take at least like three to five deep breaths while you're in that resting pose, like mm. where you are resting your arm and just breathing in each exhale. That's where you're going to take the opportunity to just twist a little farther in and your, your back, your shoulders, it feels it feels like you've just opened up mm. and let go of so much of that tension. So that is going to be your mobility work for this week. That's right. So the final challenge for week three is the mental health challenge. And we are going to, like I said, kind of do a little combo of week one and week two into week three. We're going to do a guided meditation into uh, basically gratitude exercise mm -hmm. after that, right? So obviously you guys can go back to a couple episodes and listen to a guided med meditation from Shannon. Or you can probably search one out. I believe Calm probably offers some free ones. Um, but if not, YouTube has some guided 
meditations that you guys can choose from that um and then afterwards we're going to do uh basically um the gratitude list again yeah so it can you can actually use the breathing in week one that we taught you uh to start your meditation become very mindful just become very aware and then you're going to you can choose like nick said choose a guided meditation if you're new you can do a little mantra repetition if you're a bit more experienced. And then you're going to end your meditation with your gratitude of three things that you're grateful for. And then you can call that your meditation. Five minutes is all that we're asking for each day. It is, it is feel, it, it is feels, it does feel like a lot when you're building that consistency, but the impact of it is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So stick with it. Try to do it if it's in your car, if it's in all you need is a place to sit. You do not need really anything else. If you can get it in a quiet space, it's going to make it easier. I'm not going to lie. Um, if you're in a quiet space where nobody can be tapping you on the shoulder every one minute or 30 seconds. That's also great. Um, but that's, that's really all you need to do this five minutes. So yeah. five minutes, maybe, maybe you sit on the floor of your bathroom. I've done that before. <laughs> sit on the floor. When I couldn't get time, when I couldn't get privacy, I just sat on the floor of my bathroom and I did a little meditation. Yeah. Wherever you have to do it. Maybe you could do your squat <laughs> to push up and then do your meditation. Yeah. In the bathroom. All in the bathroom. I know. So we've got the squat to push-ups 15 throughout the day. Um, you've got your uh, thread the needle movement that Shannon shared. And then the five minutes of meditation and gratitude. Yep. All right. So that's week three challenges. Report back to us by uh, leaving us a little DM on Instagram at the ATF podcast. Let us know how you're progressing with that. Now let's get on to what's going on with pump. I'm going to go first. I uh, went to a local indoor golf facility here in Tampa, Florida called the Birdie Club. And I was able to uh, get a relationship going with the owner there. He basically was, he's also a uh, fellow UT, University of Tampa graduate. Um, so he was happy enough to uh, allow myself representing Tampa, Stra Tampa Strength at the Birdie Club and provide basically um, some mobility and fitness uh, assessment for golfers there. So I ran through, nice. I think I actually did seven or eight. I can't remember if it was seven or eight. Wow. Um, but I did that within a couple hours time. Impressive. And really rolled through it. I was kind of, um, I was somewhat impressed with myself, been able to kind of knock those all out uh, in a lot of time and nobody was waiting or anything like that or nobody that, you know, was waiting past there a lot of time. Um, so, you know, it was really good. It was really good, I would say, a lead generating event. You know, essentially have eight new people that never you know, have had golf fitness training, um, some fit people, some not so fit people. Um, so it was kind of a good spectrum, but it, it all went really well. Had no, I think, bad reports or anything like that. And the facility itself, Golf Alberti Club, is really cool um, little place where 
I mean, if you don't like playing outside in the Florida heat, uh, or it's a little, I would say it's less intimidating than like just going out on a golf course and playing 18 holes. Like if you have somebody that's trying to just maybe just learn some technique, but also get a feel about, you know, what the ball will do when you hit it a certain way. I think this kind of indoor golf simulator is a good uh, fit for them. And birdie club is very accommodating. Um, so, um, I think we're going to have some more events there soon. Hopefully, hopefully they do well. Um, I know Adrian was happy. The owner was happy with what we provided. So hopefully I get some people signing up to be training. Yeah. So does that like, do they have to like register to get one of these assessments? Yes. Yeah. So absolutely. I mean, we, we offer these at, uh, Tampa strength. Uh, you can uh, contact me at the ATF podcast to learn more about that or go to tampastrength.com to find out more details about the TPI assessments. Uh, Titleist performance Institute assessments, very specialized. It's, I've been to several different certification courses to get this, these different, uh, uh, basically get the skills to provide these to pro, uh, yeah to provide these assessments or to um, basically moderate these assessments so. and do these I'm asking I, I know that you've told me this before but particularly for those users who don't know anything about titleist performance um, what exactly does the assessment identify uh, basically it will identify probably movement and fitness deficiencies in your golf swing that can basically, uh, they just call it the body swing connection. Yeah. So they can uh, identify possible reasons why you're uh, perpetrating. That's right. Or basically your the the common swing faults that that, that may happen in the swing Got a lot it. of that is due to certain uh, mobility or physical limitations so we the assessment kind of can identify those and help you change it and through so, proper golf fitness workouts okay so then at the end of this thing you get you get like a write up of here's the areas that your swing is not great in because of these well, issues? No, we, or is we it... don't analyze the swing. We do not. It's all fitness movements. It's okay. It's all fitness and mobility-based movements. It's nothing about swinging a golf club. So then you, what you get at the end of this is um, an understanding of the key physical areas mm-hmm. you need to work on mm-hmm. that will then improve your ability to swing correctly. Correct. And mm-hmm. then... That's really where you need to work with, I'm guessing, a Titleist Performance Certified Trainer. Trainer. Yes. There yes. we go. Yep. I connected all the dots. It, it, it is good. <laughs> and like I said, we are one piece of the puzzle. A proper like swing coach or golf instructor is yes. part of the puzzle too. But when it comes to identifying mobility or fitness deficiencies, this this assessment is what provides that gives us the data and then we can hopefully create, we can create your workout plan to help or improve those deficiencies. I've done one of those virtual. um, I I took a virtual like swing class or I worked with a trainer in a virtual place, just like what you're saying. Yeah. And it was actually really interesting. I learned so much even though i was just yeah swinging in front of like a screen yeah so it was cool it was cut i'm definitely pumped for it 
What's got you pumped? Um, this week, what's got me pumped is a podcast. Yes, I do actually listen to podcasts as well as being the co-host of this one. Um, and it is purely just for funsies because it is a comic, comic, comedy, comedy, comedy podcast hosted by hosted by three comics there you go. called Handsome. And it is absolutely hilarious. And what, what did I do? There are some handsome ladies, I will say that. Uh, yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I dropped my phone and I just had to retrieve it so that I could make sure I was pulling up the best description of the handsome podcast. But yes, it is three women and they are all comedians. Um, two U.S. and one Canadian. They all live in the U.S. though, so. But it's hosted by Tig Notaro, Fortune Feimster, and Mae Martin. And I have seen Tig Notaro and Fortune Feimster in movies and shows and stuff here. Um, I actually recently had a client mention Tig Notaro to me. Like, shortly after I listened to this podcast, and I was like, oh, my gosh, we're living in the Matrix. Mm. Um, but Mae Martin was new to me, and she's really funny. So they are all, um, they are all, like, they all have shows. They're traveling. They're, they're very much comedians, but they ask a celebrity, a different celebrity each week, uh, to contribute a question. And then that celebrity asks a question like, um, Sarah Silverman asked, how do you clean your butt? Or how do you clean your undercarriage? Of course, that's what she asked. Um, she had Jimmy Fallon was on a recent one. And he asked, what did he? Oh, he asked about, like, have you ever bootlegged a concert? Mm. And it was just like some of these questions are so random. But what these three do with them is is like short of magic. They go down all kinds of rabbit holes to get to the question. But then the question reveals all these new stories about their past. And, I mean, they're, they all have, like, very interesting backgrounds. Mm-hmm. You know, they've, they've had to overcome a lot of... A lot of things in their lives. I think that's one of the the traits of comedians that I really appreciate mm-hmm. is that they sort of thrive with this, uh, you know, like adversity amongst adversity. They they turn it into comedy as opposed to something else, and uh, it's it's just really amazing. They they actually called that out in one of their one of their episodes about like, is that why comedians are funny because they've had like stuff happen to them or like, is, is it just, you know, they're just, just funny. So they've, they've been entertaining me in so many ways um, over the last like three weeks Mm -hmm. and they put out an episode every week. So you can, Hear from celebrities like Jimmy Fallon, Jamie Lee Curtis, um, Natalie Maines, Patrick, Neil Patrick Harris, whose voice sounded so drastically different when he wasn't in like his show voice. Mm. 
But yeah, there's just some great celebrities asking questions. And that's really all they do is they submit a question and then they answer the question at the end. Nice. So it's it's a fun journey. I highly encourage you to follow this handsome romp uh, through the however many episodes they have. But it's on and all the major networks. Oh, so you can probably find their podcasts where you find our podcasts. Absolutely. You could also leave them a rating review after you leave us a rating review. Um, and also share the podcast with a friend. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the ATF podcast. Hopefully Shannon will have some time this week to throw up a picture or video of her doing the thread the needle. And once again, there was something else I wanted to share with you guys. But all you said, share the podcast with a friend. Yeah. Man. All right. Do you have anything else to share with them? No, I am good. This has been another edition of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. And we'll see you next time. Bye. For all things Addicted to Fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter, at The ATF Podcast, and like and follow the Addicted to Fitness Podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks.